The AAPA conference is coming up May 18th through 22nd in Houston. I'm so sad that I will not be there, but some of my favorite people will be. So I want to make sure that y'all know who to look out for. So if you're heading down to the conference, make sure you go by the Blueprint and Rosh Review table. They're giving away all kinds of stuff stethoscopes, seats in the review course. They're talking about how Rosh Review has joined Blueprint and what that looks like. But definitely go stop by, say hi, get some swag, tell them I said hello, uh, and it'll be a really good time. I'm sure y'all will have an awesome time in Houston. Make sure you go to Torchy's Tacos, my absolute favorite, and spend some time in the exhibit hall exploring we know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for QBanks, pants review courses, now is the time. And usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. Hi, guys. I'm excited to introduce you to one of our newest coaches, Krista, today. She works in urgent care and family medicine, and she has a health-focused Instagram and she's just really awesome. We talk about her job being part-time slash PRN and what that really means, her schedule, and how she got into the PA profession after kind of pivoting from applying to med school and actually taking the MCAT twice. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. All right, this is a fun one because I've loved getting to introduce you to all of the coaches that we've added in the past year, and I hope you're enjoying just these insights into different experiences and what people have done to find the PA profession and what that's looked like and PA school and all that. So uh, in Krista's case, which you'll hear from her in just a second, she tells us about how she actually applied to med school and took the MCAT twice, which sounds awful to me. Um, and she said it was pretty awful. But I think, you know, um, that's something I get questions about a lot because it is a very common path to think you're going to med school and then change your mind or something happens or it just doesn't make sense anymore. So we really talk about that, and I think you're going to like that. You can find her on Instagram. Uh, she's at, at HealthyFitPA, and we'll put that in the description as well. She also has a website, KristaMartina.com. Um, and so lots of great information there. I think, um, you know, I, I really would love for you to support all of the coaches and go and follow everyone and tell them how much you love the episode uh, when we do these. So. I think you're going to really enjoy hearing from Krista, and we'll get to it if you want to schedule a mock interview with Krista, and then she's going to be doing, I think, some of our pre-PA counseling coming up too. Uh, you can go to thepaplatform.com, and you can use the code FUTUREPA for any discounts on those services, and please just let us know if you have questions as well. We're happy to help you answer those or point you in the right direction if you have questions about anything. So, all right, we'll get into it. Also, side note, if you're wondering why these episodes are a little bit shorter, uh, I definitely, at the time of recording, um, am getting over COVID. So uh, I try my best not to cough in the episodes, had to mute myself a few times, and if my voice sounds a little weird, that's probably also still why. So yeah, that, yep, it got me. All right. So I'm Krista. I actually prefer to be Martinez. We'll say that. 
up and say that, but I'm 34 years old, born and raised in North Carolina. Um, I've got golden retriever. You'll probably hear him running around every so often. Uh, I love to, you know, write. I've written a couple of, you know, blogs, a book. Um, and then I'm really into like health and wellness. So I've got like a health and wellness Instagram page where I really promote that. Um, it's just something I'm really passionate about. Well, we'll definitely link that in the description too, so everybody can find you and on the Instagram stuff. And we'll talk about that a little bit too. Um, let's jump back. You're going to feel like you're in PTA <laughs> interviews again. Uh, and just tell us kind of like where, what brought you here? Like what made you find your interest in medicine? And then how'd you kind of discover the PA profession? Yeah. So it'll probably sound really cheesy, but ever since I was eight years old, I knew I wanted to be in medicine. Um, so like as a family, every, I think Saturday or Sunday, we used to watch Dr. Quinn. I don't know if you know that show, <laughs> um, but it's a medical dramas. Like, I feel like everybody yeah. did like, watch all these shows. I mean, I watched Grey's Anatomy in college. Like I never watched ER. Like I just never saw any of these doctor shows. Yeah. That was like our family guilty pleasure. We always watched it together. Um, but just, it was an old Western. So she was the first like female doctor. Um, and it was about her kind of overcoming that mindset and also essentially doing backwoods type medicine, which was really cool. So that kind of sparked my interest in it. Um, and then initially I wanted to do med school. So I did the whole biology degree, um, did a bunch of shadowing hours, took the MCAT twice, cried both times. <laughs> Actually applied to med school. Um and like kind of while I was on that whole process, I had a couple of people during my shadow and stuff saying, well, you should try PA, you should do PA school. And I was like, no, that sounds like med school on crack. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? Um, so it actually took me like failing, getting into med school and I kind of reevaluated um, and saw that PA would be a really good fit. So I fix flexibility, um, you know, shorter uh, class time. And essentially you're practicing medicine in a roundabout similar way. So, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, one thing I really like just going back to is um, I think that's really cool that. So some people feel like their story is insignificant or like you said, cheesy, but like that's really actually interesting. And I think a really good example of how very small things can have a big impact, like watching a show with your family led you down a career path and yeah I just think that's really cool um yeah. so yeah I don't think it's cheesy but <laughs> um uh I want to get into a little bit more kind of about your shift from med school to PA school but so did you like at what point was it after you were done with undergrad that you kind of pivoted that direction or found out about PA so during undergrad, I actually had a classmate who was doing PA school. So she was telling me a lot about it. And then I was involved in like a biology club, I believe it was. And I met another student who was like pursuing PA. But again, it sounded like med school on crack because it's two <laughs> years of school crammed, you know, all crammed yeah. into one versus med school where you have the four years plus the residency. So I was like, well, that'll give me more time to learn stuff. So yeah. PA school just sounded like it was compacted into a short time frame. So I had heard about it, but I wasn't seriously considering it. And so then I actually graduated and applied to med school. Okay. And then I went back to like a grad school program where I got all my prereqs. 
Okay. So I took like a year and a half to get um, some of the science prereqs that I was missing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, so since you kind of made that shift, what did you have any patient care hours or is that something you had to do too? Yes. So I already had a good amount of shadowing hours because I was thinking about med school. Okay. But since I was doing like a gap year, essentially, I got a job and I over the summer got my EMT basic. So in like three months, I got that. And then I did the EMT basic to paramedic. So that was like over the course of the year. So while I was in grad school, I also was getting my paramedic degree and also doing like volunteer EMT stuff and getting all my EMT paramedic hours too. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, well, we'll get to that in a second, but when it came time to apply, what did that look like for you with like what you're looking for in programs and how many programs you applied to and that process? So I was dead set on ECU because I had went to ECU for undergraduate and graduate school and I didn't want to leave Greenville. So I was like yeah. dead set on ECU. Um, but of course, I always like discourage people from applying to one school. Um, so I applied to Methodist in Fayetteville, Wingate, I think is outside of Charlotte, Duke, Wake Forest, and I want to say Campbell was very new. Okay. By the, when I was applying, I think they only had one class, so I would have been in the second class for that program. So those were the five, and I think those were the only five in North Carolina. Now there's like more, but yeah, so those are the ones I applied to. Okay. What were the outcomes? How did it go? Yeah, so Methodist was my first interview. I think my interview was in September. And then like literally like two weeks later, they sent me like an acceptance uh, offer. Um, But for that one, we had to put down a deposit. So I had already like put down the deposit and said I was going. And then I had another interview. Literally when they sent me the acceptance offer, I got another interview for Wingate. Um, I got waitlisted for Wingate. That interview was a horrible experience. So that was probably why I was not in the mindset for that interview. So I got waitlisted for that one. Um, I think I declined the interview at Wake Forest because at that point I was sold on Methodist. And then Duke, I want to say the same because theirs was very research based. Mm -hmm. And I knew I didn't want to do a lot of research. So I I think I, I waived my interview for Duke. My ECU interview was not until January, um, and it was, I don't want to knock ECU, but it was a horrible interview experience. He had the wrong student name when he was interviewing me. Oh my yes. God. So all the questions he was that's asking, like I was like, I, was like eh, I don't think that's me. <laughs> did you say um, that? I did eventually, because he was asking me, and I was like, wait a minute, I didn't do that. And then he said, you're not so-and-so, and I was like, no, that's not me. Um, and it makes me com- feel better that the school I went to, I like sat down in my interview and they're like, Oh, we don't have your application. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and that was before they were electronic. So they like just had the paper ones and they just, oh, no. they were just like, okay, we'll just ask you the regular questions. <laughs> like, oh no. Okay. Um, but needless to say, I didn't get into ECU. Um, okay. and then Campbell, I, I think they sent me like a, a no through email. So I want to say I got interviews for all of them except for Campbell. Okay. I got waitlisted for one and I just 
didn't go through with the other interviews because I had already committed to Methodist. Yeah. Forget yeah. about it. Okay. That's that. It's interesting how your like dream school. Yeah. Experience <laughs> can change how you feel about them. Yeah. Um, I still ended up going to mine, but I feel like it was a foreshadowing of like this, this may not be super organized and I may need to be flexible at times. Yeah. Cause yeah. But um, one thing but I will I, say, yes, sorry, I will say for fine. ECU, they, they are as a state funded school. So they only accept like 28 students. Okay. Whereas at Methodist, our class size was 40 Duke. I think their class size is 70. So I want to say they're a little bit more exclusive with their student panel. Yeah. Um, and by January, they probably had a good amount of their class size picked already. So I will say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. Like state schools definitely are like a lot harder, especially if they're that small. Um, yeah. For sure. Well, we'll get to like PA school stuff in a second. But how did you address? So this is a question people ask me a lot. I actually just got an email about it this week. And since I wasn't in that position I mean, I can give advice, but your advice is probably better. Um, since you really pivoted from med school to PA school, is that something you addressed in any of your personal statement or essays, or did it come up in interviews? Um, people always want to know, like, how do I address that? If I did take the MCAT or if I did apply to med school, do I say that? Do I not? Um, which in my opinion, I'm like, it's part of your story. And I think as long as you're confident in PA and able to really explain, you know, why this profession fits for you, I don't, I don't think you should not address it, but what are your thoughts or what did you do? <laughs> um, I don't think I, I don't remember saying that. Okay. I, I really don't. I think I just stuck to the initial, this is what I want to do as practice in medicine. And I want to say I left that part out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of alluded to it in my personal statement. And I remember one of my um, interview, uh, one of the professors kind of pointing that out to me because I incorrectly said that PAs were similar to MDs. And of course, during the, the interview process, they want to know that, yeah, that we're, yeah. we're not similar. We work under their supervision. So that's kind of where it, it got a little murky. He asked me about that. He was like, well, actually, you guys are under PA supervision. Um, but I don't think I expressly said I wanted to go to med school. I think I kind of just stuck to my original like origin story. I always wanted to do medicine and this is the route that I chose. Okay. And that's a good way to put it. I feel like it gets so hard because there's like areas you want to be very specific and then there's areas where it's okay to be a little bit more vague in like gray area um, or like even just in how you address things and how you say things in your essay or interview can make a big impact. Um, so, and I, and I also think it's for, I, I say this a lot, but I think for anyone who wants to go to PA school, you probably had to at least consider medical school. Like yeah. you didn't get to the point of applying, but I think at some point that was your path. I've met a few people now who like, maybe their parent was a PA, so they knew that's what they wanted to do or whatever. But I think most everyone at least considers that route. Whereas maybe not so much for nursing. Like it doesn't sound like nursing was on your plate really at all. Well, um, I did, I did consider it for like a brief second, yeah. but to do that, I would have had to actually go through like nursing school and worked as a nurse for a little bit for the FNP route. So that was something I was like, man, that's going to be at least probably three, four years. Yeah. <laughs> so well, that was what deterred me from that. Yeah. At some point, nursing doesn't make sense. Like if you start early, it 
does, but if like, that was me too. Like I was already a year or two into my bachelor's. I was like, for me to do nursing now, I would have it's to for years. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So no, I think that's a, a good way to go about it. Um, so how was PA school? Was it, um, <laughs> what you expected? Was it not? How did oh man. <laughs> It was definitely med school on crack. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So we actually had a really good class. Our class was very like cohesive and um, studied together a lot and was very helpful. So that I will say was a positive. Um, uh, the first year, I want to say we were essentially eight to four, eight to five, which was really easy. You go to class, do the coursework, get home and you can study. Um, summer session was really difficult because a lot of those were like doctor uh, led lectures. So the schedule was always changing. So that I didn't like so much. Um, And then we had a lot of night classes because of course we couldn't have class until the doctors were off work. Um, So say a doctor gets off late, our six o'clock class was now seven o'clock. Meanwhile, we were in the classroom for like an hour kind of waiting for him. So summer session, I didn't really like that much because a lot of our classes were like taught by doctors or professors who had other jobs. Hmm. Um, And then the clinicals was fun because it felt like we were working, but not really working. So we still kind of had that supervision. Um, Study time was difficult, though, because, again, you're working like an eight to five and then coming home to study for your uh, practicums. Um, So, yeah, that was a little difficult. Um, But Yeah. Had they started the standardized EORs when you're in school or not? No, so my class was the last one. Mine was, when did you graduate? Um, 15, 2015. Okay, so I was August of 2014, and it was like, I'm so glad we didn't have to do that. I'm so glad we didn't either. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) our class was the last, but also some of those questions were tricky. We would always have like a question they would throw out or one that didn't make sense or so I guess the standardizing probably is better maybe uh, because it prepares you for the pants, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They sound a little rough though. Um, Okay. So in how many people were in your class? Uh, I want to say 40, but we had one leave for family reasons and then one for academic reasons. Okay. So we ended up with 38. Okay. And then um, how long was the program? So two years and three months. Okay. So, so our, we started August, like, so August and then two years into that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so tell us what your kind of career path has been since finishing and what you do now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so going into PA school, I was dead set on pediatrics. Okay. My pediatric rotation and hated it. <laughs> I like, bless you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did my pediatric rotation and I absolutely hated it, mainly because it was a lot of well child checks and sports physicals. Um, so it was very repetitive. So then I started thinking about endocrinology because, again, I really like diabetes and like nutrition and wellness. Um, but diabetes, but endocrinology turned out to be again, very specific. So it was either all diabetes or all thyroid. Um, so then I pivoted to urgent care 
urgent care is a really good mix of a little bit of everything. Um, and now where I'm at, at least, there's a lot of like hybrid clinics. So they'll do urgent care and primary. Um, so you can essentially walk in and do like med refills, lacerations. So that really is a, a mix of everything. And it kind of, I guess, fits my personality. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit of everything. Is that, that's what you ended up in now? Yes. Okay. Got it. Um, yeah, that's, I think definitely rotations help. My, I had peds like flu season and I left oh, it. No. I was like, we're not doing this. Oh no. <laughs> not for me. And then, um, and that's funny that you said, cause I actually loved endocrinology. I thought I was going to hate it, but I like loved it. That's what I would do if I didn't do derm. I did two endocrinology endocrinology rotations. I did the standard one and then I did another one with one of our professors, um, which was great because she was a great professor. So I got to have like one-on-one time with her, but it just felt too, I mean, I may do it at some point, but it just felt too specialized straight out of school. Yeah. Very specific. I mean, probably Durham is the same thing. We see all the same thing all day. Um, So what, it may be difficult to say, but what is your well, your schedule should be straightforward, but what does a day at your job look like? Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, so currently, oh gosh. So we'll see anywhere. Usually we start out the day with physicals. So we'll let the physical be the first appointment just because you know there's no wait time. We can kind of get them in and out, make sure that everything's done with them. Um, lately we've been seeing a lot of COVIDs, so we'll do like the rapid COVID testing. Um, for the most part, we keep everyone outside. Um, you know, God forbid they're having, yeah, um, God forbid they're having like a really bad cough, shortness of breath. We may bring them in for like an x-ray or something, but for the most part, we keep them outside and do like a curbside visit. Uh, we'll also have medication refills. So people will come in for their chronic disease management follow-ups. Occasionally we'll have a laceration come in. Um, sports physical still. <laughs> I didn't escape those, uh, but yeah. Okay. So a little bit of everything. Yeah. What is like, what's your schedule of how often you work hours, I guess, work-life balance, that kind of thing. So I'm kind of part-time PRN. So, but my, I guess my schedule is Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And then as needed throughout the week. So last week I ended up working every day except for Tuesday, just because of people (laughs) calling in sick. Yeah, people calling in sick and what have you. Um, But for the most part, it's usually three days and then four days for the urgent care schedule. Is that like? Eight, 10 hour, 12 hour shifts or 10 to 12. 12. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. So you would have three days on and then four days off and it would alternate. Yeah. Nice. Um, do you see yourself doing that forever? Or is that something where you, you know, may end up somewhere else at some point? Um, probably not. I probably, if anything, would maybe decrease my hours. Um, so like strictly as needed. Yeah. Um, at some point I did, would love to teach though. Um, and maybe help with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like if you have an interest in like the pre-PA side of things, like it's natural to have an interest in coaching or academics too. 
Um, so yeah, well, I think, I mean, you've been with us for a few months now doing interviews and things. What would you say is your most common advice to people during mock interviews? Well, a lot of the students I'm noticing will sometimes be a little bit, uh, I guess, nervous or scared, but I always tell them, hey, you got an interview because they actually told us this in PA school. They're like, if you get an interview, you're bound to get in somewhere. Yeah. Um, and it just it's just a matter of whether or not you're a good fit for that student, that, you know, that class size, that school. Um, and then I also tell them, too, you're interviewing the school as well, because um, there was a couple of schools, again, that I went to my interviews weren't great. And like you said, it's a foreshadowing of the, the school. So at the end of the day, you want to go where you feel most comfortable and where you feel like they're really invested in your education. And if you're not getting that vibe at the interview, then it's probably probably not going to be a great fit. No, I totally agree. And I think that can be hard sometimes to think about, but no, that's, that's great advice. Uh, well, thank you for taking time out of your Friday off to chat with me and tell me your PA life story. Yes, no problem for sure. And there's my dog. He's barking at somebody. <laughs> 